Hi, welcome to Shuttlebug Life Extra. This is Linford Morton from shuttlebuglife.com. And in episode 85, I gave a review of the Adorama TV show Top Photographer. And you, you might go back and check that out. I just I talked about the overall show, what I liked about it, what I thought they might include and or uh, or if they decided to do this again, how they might improve. So, you know, that that was my take on the show. And then I got feedback from some of you that, you know, you'd like me to you know, to continue with each episode, but fully discuss them as if you had already seen it. Because I tried not to give too many spoilers in the first episode, but it became really torturous to do that. In any event, I, I finished episode two, and, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the show. And I, I think from a strictly entertainment standpoint, it, it's very well done. It is interesting they try and you know you know make photography look challenging and fun at the same time so i'm i'm really glad to see that in the show in episode 2 the challenge was to shoot a fashion photography campaign and you knew this was coming because it, it, when you look at who is hosting this? I mean, Nigel Barker, who came from America's Top Model, you knew it was just a matter of time before he put you back there in his world. And and then, of course, I'm guessing Adorama and Canada would like that, too, because that requires a lot of gear. So anyway, there they go. A, a fashion photography campaign. The designer was Pamela Rowland. And the guest judge was, it was fashion photographer Emily Soto. And Emily Soto started off by giving the charge that, you know, when she's hired for a photography camp, well, for a fashion campaign, they hire her because of how she shoots the models, plus the way she captures details, the details of the dress. So keep keep these things in mind, how you shoot the model plus how you capture the detail of the dress. So if you're if you're thinking about fashion photography as a genre that you want to to possibly explore, then you're really thinking about those two things. And if you look at the photographers who do that well, they clearly do those things. I would say a third one would also be the creativity in that you can come up with to set up a scene or scenario for the shoot. The people I see who do well in fashion photography are very creative on that aspect um, of photography, really cr going out and, and creating these really beautiful and epic stories in a photograph. And, uh, and uh, we'll come back to that. So that's what Emily Soto said. And, and then Nigel Barker, the host, encouraged them to take risks. Because he said, we're looking for something that will just bounce off the page. Now, because it's a sponsor by gear, the gear they use uh, by gear manufacturers and sellers, the gear they use Canon 5DS or the 5D Mark III. They didn't tell us who chose what this time, uh, but they did have an assortment of primes available to them, an 85, a 50, and a 35 millimeter all available to them to shoot. 
Now, it looks like they were in this sort of, a, 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 you know, those studios where they sort of look like like little mini apartments. And so you have, you know, furniture and all kinds of props around uh, and it's sort of a funky kind of a look and feel. It looks like that's where they decided to do that one, which is kind of a cool uh, backdrop for a fashion shot. Uh, that's the other thing that's going to be important for you if you want to do fashion photography is you've got to do really good location scouting. If you're not going to be in a studio, think about locations where you can begin to create these these stories and these and 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 the drama of the photograph. So anyway. They introduced them to their stylists, and I thought this was odd. See, the stylist put all of the responsibility on the photographer, and I guess more so than the photographer, it, it, they're looking more like a, a creative director to me, um, someone who's looking at the whole sh- campaign and the creative direction of the whole campaign, because now they're asked the 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 stylists are asking them, what do you want to do for hair and makeup? Which, you know, if you shoot this regularly, you probably have some good ideas. If you shot, um, if you shoot fashion regularly, you know that what's expected, you know that hair and makeup are really going to make your shot in many cases outside, outside of just, you know, lighting and composition. So the thing with the top photographers, they got these different photographers who excelled in different genres, and not all of them are going to be proficient in the genre of the challenge. And so you saw it here with uh, a couple of them who just felt like, looked like they were fishes out of water. The guy, Chris, especially, just looked like he he was lost. And Chris looks like he has been lost for the entire the, the entire show, quite honestly. I think I, I remember seeing a, a snippet where he said, why did you all pick me to be on this anyway? I'm serious. Why? Why'd you pick me? He looks like, if he's not a fish out of water, he certainly lacks confidence. And uh, I tell you what, confidence will get you half the way there. Not the full way, but it'll get you half the way there in many situations. So, Chris, get some confidence, my friend. Um, or at least just fake it till you make it. All right, so they've got the, them with the stylus, and they, they so they get to pick. They pick the dress. The photographer picks the dress. They pick the stylus. They tell them what kind of hair and makeup they want. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to get into a lot of that. We're a photography show, not a fashion show, right? Anyway, they all pick stuff, and there's you know the little drama that they try and insert. Oh my God, are you picking that color lipstick? Blah blah blah. Anyway, so they get done, and now now it's time to shoot. Yay, this is what we're watching for, right? The f- the photography. And it's sort of interesting of their approaches. Or, you know, Roxy starts because Roxy, you know, I think um Roxy got to go first because she won the last uh, uh, the last challenge. So Roxy puts the lady on a table in front of the window. She says, "Oh, she's on a table. I'm a pie. I'm shooting." Then she takes her down and she she tries to work her all around the room. And, you know, Roxy's idea was she's in a thousand dollar gown, but I wanted it to feel like she's in love and waiting for someone. So that was sort of the concept she was going for with her shoot. 
And so they, they, you know, they showed a couple snippets of her shooting around, the, uh, you know, shooting, and then they moved on to Jemiah. Jemiah came in and he said, hey, I want to minimize the background, so I want I need to move some furniture around. So you see him and Toby moving furniture, and he said there are couches and random stuff in here that detract from the dress. And so he moves his stuff out of the way, and then he puts it by the window and frames it between two curtains. And his his idea, his concept or story was... There's a woman in the tower. She wants that Rapunzel feel. She's waiting for her prince. Very graceful because that's what Pamela is all about, the designer. That's what the designer is all about. All right, cool. Chris comes in next, and Chris is, you know, he's one totally lost. I don't know what to do. Chris says, you know, makes sits her on the bed, and uh, I think, uh, you know, Pamela Warren came in and saw it, warned him that it might be too sexual having a girl sitting on a bed. Um the only commercials I see that is a Viagra commercials, quite honestly. But, you know, he, he continued with down that path. And Chris sat on the edge of the bed and he said he wanted to show off the slit in the dress. And, you know, he, he did his thing. Scott was out there shooting and he had trouble with his camera first, couldn't get it to focus, he had to get an assist from Toby. So anyway, that's what they showed us from their shoots. Then they have 30 minutes to edit and they go off and edit with the judges peeking over their shoulders and, you know, making helpful comments and maybe snarky suggestions. Who knows? Um, I would hate that as an aside. I, when I, if you give me 30 minutes to work, just let me work and, you know, good, bad or different and different. Let me finish what I've got to do and go on. I don't want someone chirping over my shoulder, asking me about every decision I made and second guessing it while I'm working. That would drive me absolutely bananas, but it's their show. All right, so now we get to the judges' feedback, and then we're going to talk and intersperse some lessons in in this. Um, Roxy came up, and Nigel just started, you know, Nigel Barker was just gushing about her, the signature Roxy style. I'm not quite sure what that is yet, you know, and I'm guessing he's seen more of her images than I have, so he has a better idea, but it just seems like he has a, you know, a, a, a Roxy photographer crush. I don't mean boy-girl crush, I mean photographer crush. He likes whatever she produces, and you can tell he's sort of trying to hold back his gushing. The signature Roxy style, Ugh. I, I didn't I have not seen a signature style and what they've shown us. Um, but then the others jump in and say the background's really busy. Now, when you see you've seen her photograph, you see that she has the the model looks like she's sort of spinning around and makes the 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 the, the tips of the I guess some phrase in the dress look really um this really green and almost translucent green like like and it's really beautiful it makes the dress really shine i i must say it really makes the dress look shine uh green green flares at the end of the dress and and but but behind her you've got a you know all kinds of furniture and stuff back there and uh, and you're wondering well what's all that for and it's it became distracting, and, and that's what the judges finally decided on. And and at the end, when they, you know, Roxy almost, you know, got picked to possibly leave the show, 
after she was done, she said she was so fixated on her dress that she forgot to, th- she, I didn't think to look at what anything else looked like. So that's the first thing we can extract because we know that when we're shooting stuff and we're really focused in on our subjects and we're really excited about what we're shooting, it's very easy to just lock in there. And, and we, we talk about this all the time with composition. You lock in with your eyes, your brain locks in and it cuts the clutter for you and you do not see the background. And so it's important that you continually scan all four corners and what's behind your subject while you're shooting. Because if you remember, she started with the, the model on top of a table and she was on top of a desk. So there's nothing behind it. And I'm guessing once they came down from the table, she was already fully shooting and in fully shooting mode. She just kept on firing away and didn't stop to think, how did my background just change when I changed my location? And how did the shot change when I changed my location? And how did it affect my concept and my story when I changed my location? Had she thought through all those things, she might have stopped and, and, and taken a step back and seen where she was and realized that when she changed that location, and she did admit that this was sort of one of the last shots, you know, shoot until the end and they were almost done. And that's when the, photog- the model gave, you know, gave her the look she was looking for. So it doesn't matter what it looks like because the shot is the shot and what you get is what you get and nobody cares what you had to do and had to overcome to get there, okay? So keep that in mind. Now, that's Roxy. Now, Scott, Scott was the one who really sold his underexposed image last episode, last episode. He had this, he picked this shimmery dress and put the model in front of a window and had her with the light coming in just really, really made the, the glitter just really shimmer. You know, he, he, he fussed a little too long in hair makeup about, you know, putting stuff on her, you know, putting freckles on her face and it's just weird stuff. And I mean, luckily enough, one of the judges was there to talk him out of it. So anyway, he had, I thought, a really cool, shot that he ended up with. It was sort of her leaning up against the window and cropped really tight on her head and cropped tight like right below right below the thighish area. So so he cropped he cropped in very tight. And it's interesting one of the things Nigel says when he is now judging him is that he said he didn't like they said that you know he took some risks by when he cropped the shot. And I'm thinking, that's what you told him to do, Nigel. You told them to take risks. So anyway, he took risks. And I mean, just, well, the thing about a risk is sometimes it's a reward, sometimes it's not. And for them, the cropping was not so much. And primarily because he cropped into the dress, I think. Uh, and not, and he also cropped into the head and part of the hand or over the, over the top of the head. And one of the judges didn't like that. I, I don't see that as so much of a big deal. If you look at a lot of fashion photography, you know that they do a lot of risky cuts, a lot of, a lot of crops that you might not be able to get away with in typical photography. In fashion photography, you see them experiment with, with, with that, with those kinds of crops. As a matter of fact, I was having a talk with another photographer this past weekend, and we were talking about how often now they are cropping off limbs, like like feet and hands and wrists in fashion shots. And I've, I've been noticing that myself. So anyway, the cropping, you know, that's always subject to taste. And so 
he went, uh, uh, you know, a little too far there for their tastes. I think he could have definitely, for that style of photography, found an audience. But the, I think the bigger issue with the crop was that, remember, remember the, the, the overall guidance. You're showing off the model. You're showing off the dress. You're telling a story, right? These are the three keys to fashion photography, showing off the model, showing off the dress or outfit or wardrobe or whatever it is, and telling a story of some kind. And while he might have been okay in the other two by cropping into the dress, and I think Nigel said that to him, you know, if you really feel strongly and and the picture is, you know, strong enough, crop the dress and maybe they'll take it. But if you have the whole dress, that's you probably going to be preferred. He took the risk, didn't pan out for him. But I think this has been, that was a particularly strong image for him as someone who um, uh, was so off last time. Now, Nigel said that he was always rushing it, and so as a result, he's not perfect. So it just might be that, that the guy just gets nervous, and he's really capable, but just gets nervous and forgets stuff. You know, this happens to everyone, right? Now, Jemiah had a shot that it was, that I thought was really classic. And I think that was a, the word that um, one of the, the guest judges also used. He had her in the window and he, you know, he's the one who was moving everything out of the way and uh, had her looking out the window framed by, by the curtains on each side and sort of looking, um, looking back a little bit, I think. So... And, 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 and it, it was really very simple. It was simple and it was elegant. And I thought that was really great. You know, it, it, the model, they look for simplicity. I think it was one of the, one of what was what one of the judges said. You know, we tend to look for more simplicity. And that's what he had in, in that shot for the Pamela Roland campaign. So framed by two curtains looking out the window, you know, the green dress, and it it was really, you know, using just natural light. It was really well done. I liked it a lot, too. Pamela said it was one of her favorites of the group. Um, Emily said she was really impressed by the photo. She could see the texture of the dress even, but Nigel didn't like it so much. You could tell. He said, I don't know if it's enough. And Pam said, it's safe, but I think there's enough creativity in there that I like. And one of the things I, I want to point out is that one of the reasons that worked, as you remember, is Jemiah took the Jemiah started off and made sure he removed every possible distraction before he started shooting. And so what he got when when he st- when he started shooting was exactly what what he wanted to create, the whole concept and story he wanted to create, and no distractions whatsoever. Simplicity always sells, folks. I think it's Coco Chanel says simplicity is the essence of all. I'll get the quote and put it in the. <laughs> in the show notes for you. But so Jemiah's image was really simple, really done well. And then Chris, you know, he had the model sitting on the side of the bed with the little split showing. And uh, Pamela Rowland was kind. She said she thinks it's graceful, but you can't really see the dress. You know, again, model dress concept. And if someone is sitting down, you're not likely to see much of the dress. So I think this is where he really um, shot himself in the foot by having a model sit down and uh, 
when you when one of the goals is to show off the dress. And they asked him what was his concept of story, and he said, uh, didn't have one, just a dress. That's one of the third things. And it wasn't one of the the stated goals. Remember, I sort of threw that in there, the story concept, but boy, they really hammered it in all of the feedback they gave to each of these photographers. One of the things that um, Nigel also pointed out is that when you shoot fashion, you shoot fashion for women because women are looking at fashion and deciding whether or not to buy them, not men buying them for their wives or girlfriends or whomever. Women are looking at fashion, so that is your audience. And so you want elegant and sensual, but not necessarily overtly sexy. And I think including a bed just made it over the top too much sex and not enough elegance. Um, it, it's really hard to see, you know, her the way she was sitting on the bed and, uh, you know, think, wow, what a dress. That that wasn't the story you got from her sitting there. So at the end of the day, when they looked at all of them, Chris lost and probably... I think I, I'd have to agree with this one. He said he should have told a story, but he was too busy concentrating on making a pretty image. Where that was his walkaway quote. He was he should have told a story, but he was too busy concentrating on making a pretty image. And I think my big takeaway is going to be just that. Always remember that. You can get everything right, but for maximum impact, you always want to think about where's the emotion and where's the story? Where's the emotion and where's the story? And that's not just fashion. That's in all photography. If you can give me a concept or a story or an, an emotion, boy, your shot sticks with me even more so than if you did not. So, and remember, if you are shooting fashion, remember, you're thinking about the the model, he or she, and then the fashion itself that you're showing off, and then the concept of the story. Think about these three elements and how you might combine them all to get a really strong photograph. All right. All right. So that's my, my feedback on episode two. I hope that was, I hope you enjoyed that. Before you go, here's something I want to share with you. This is the music you can hear on just about any given afternoon on a random street corner in the middle of the French Quarter in New Orleans. And that's why a lot of people go to that city for the music. Many people go for food. Others go for culture and nightlife. But tell you what, as photographers, we go for the photo ops. There are tons of photo ops all over New Orleans, and we try and take them all in. We go from the swamps to the cemeteries, from historic neighborhoods to the iconic French Quarter, to night shots in the river. We take it all in. And while we're there, we try and create just a wide range of different kinds of photographs that you can only get in this very special and historic city. I know New Orleans well because this is where I grew up. This is where I learned to take pictures. And so for me, it's just a treat to take you back 
and introduce you to the Big Easy, as it's known. Now, if you want an idea of the kinds of images you'll be able to take there, go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash New Orleans and take a look at that best of New Orleans video. I made it from the images and video snippets of our attendees, and you'll see not just the great images we can take, but the fun you'll have while you do it. We're going back this spring, and I hope you can join us. It will be March 30 to April 2, 2017. March 30 to April 2, 2017. Again, go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash New Orleans to learn more about it and to register. All right, that's it for this uh extra of the Shutterbug Life podcast. It's an extra for episode 85, but you can find the podcast at shutterbuglife.com forward slash podcast. And don't forget to subscribe either, either on the website, shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe, or on iTunes, where you can leave a rating and review. Remember that you can catch up with us in between episodes in our Facebook group, shutterbugfb.shutterbuglife.com. All right, that's it. And I'll be back again with episode three and my thoughts about that, as well as another episode, I think it would be 86 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. And remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, enjoy your Shutterbug Life. Take care. Thank you.